This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. We didn't have an episode last week. Last week tried to take me out of here, y'all, but it's all right. I'm here. I'm back. (laughs) I'll spare you the details, but all is well. And I'm excited about this week's episode because I want to share with you just some revelations that I've been getting um, through this new book that I'm reading. Before we get into that, though, I do want to remind you that the Business Meeting with God Challenge is starting tomorrow. April 17th. I'm recording this on April 16th. It's happening for one week in the society. It's free. And it's all about the lifestyle that's necessary to make God the CEO. So we talk a lot about the concept of business meetings with God and all of these different things. But this challenge is 100% about the lifestyle where fasting, 
we're praying, we're studying the word, we're having those business meetings with God amongst a community of women who are like-minded, who love the Lord, who love their businesses and the things that they're called to do. And we're all just trying to build this these things up God's way. It's a free challenge, again, happening in a society. You can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge for more information. There was an error on the site that a few people emailed me about, but that's removed. The, the registration is still open and it'll remain open until the challenge is over. However, join ASAP because you don't want to miss this thing in real time. All right. So back to today's episode. Today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you again, some aha moments from a book I'm reading. The book is called The Spirit Filled Life by Charles Stanley. Now, I came across this book because I was looking for a faith-based book that could really just help me with the things I'm working on spiritually this year. I told you guys on the show about how I just want to live in a new level of glory, a new level of relationship with God, a new level of peace. A new moment to moment dependence on the Holy Spirit is what I'm striving towards this year. We are always in a constant battle with our flesh. Our flesh does not want to do the will of God. Our flesh does not want to live righteously. Our flesh does not want to depend on God. Our personalities don't want to depend on God. And I'm just talking about myself. I have a type A personality. I like to be in control. I like to have things figured out. I like to know what's going on. All of these things are contradictory to walking by faith. Faith is confidence in things hoped for assurance about things unseen. So me living and walking by faith is 100% contradictory to my nature. And for all of us, no matter what your personality type is, we are we live in a flesh that wants to sin, right? And one of the hardest parts of this walk is really self-regulation and keeping our nature in check so that we can continue to walk by faith and live righteously and get away from who we've been conditioned to be and get back to who God saw before he formed us in our mother's womb. So for me, I've been very intentional about just finding resources to help me live a spirit-filled life and living it at a new level, again, to where moment by moment, I'm depending upon the Holy Spirit. And I have the benefits that come with that, the benefits of peace, the benefit of wisdom and knowledge and being led by my helper and my guide and not getting in my own way and being led by my ambition or whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. And so in this, of course, I came across this book called The Spirit-Filled Life by Charles Stanley. And usually before I decide to purchase a book, I like to get a sample of it. I'm a physical book reader, but I wanted to read this one in my iPad because I didn't want to wait for it. And I usually read the sample first and then use that to decide if I'm going to buy the book. So I'm reading the sample and in it, he just talks about how so many of us are living a life below the life that God has for us. And I'm not talking about stuff or success or claim, money, finances, things, all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a life that is just so full and overwhelmed with love, with peace, with joy, freedom, just freedom from the worries of everyday life because you serve the alpha and omega 
Like, just think about that for a second. I want you to, to just sit in that for a moment. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you know, I mean, these are questions that I ask myself, like, man, that would be nice. And I know that that is what God wants for us. So what's missing? And honestly, the reason why in this book has highlighted that to me and even for myself, the reason why so many of us are living less than the way that God wants us to live is because of our misunderstanding and our negligence of the Holy Spirit. Churches often push this misunderstanding of the Holy Spirit as well, because when you go to church, at the end, there are these appeals. Do you want to get saved? Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And do you want to join the church? Now, appeal number two, getting filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make any sense biblically because there's nothing that we have to do to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The only people that had to wait for the Spirit to come upon him, come upon them were the disciples in Acts. After Jesus defeated death, he told them, I'm going to ascend back to heaven and I'm going to send you a helper. Don't go out until the power comes upon you. Talking about the Holy Spirit. So they had to wait for the Holy Spirit. That was the only point in time that something had to be done or a time period had to, to cross in order for you to receive the Holy Spirit. That's the only time. Now, as soon as we get saved, we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. We are then baptized with the Holy Spirit instantaneously. There is no wait. There's nothing else that we have to do after we're saved to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we're living below the life that God has for us because we're not fully understanding and utilizing the resources that God has given us. God presents himself three ways. In Jesus, as the perfect man to show us how it's done, we should be studying the gospels the same way that the disciples were studying Jesus as they were following him around, right? So we have an example in Christ of the perfect man who did not sin one time. We have examples in the word because God and his word are one. He left this to us to be our manual. And we have access to the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of the living God that lives in all of us as believers. And again, because we don't understand him as in the Holy Spirit, we call it the Holy Ghost or we refer to the Holy Spirit as it. When the Holy Spirit has a personality, the Holy Spirit is a living being that we have access to. So because we misunderstand him, we don't depend on him and utilize him to the best of our ability. And so then we start living on our ability and not being dependent upon him. And I love this book because it just breaks it down so much. And it made me realize how I underutilize the Holy Spirit on a day to day. And so much of the conflict that I've had, I, I mean, y'all hear me every week. Okay. Pour my heart out. So much of the conflict that I've had personally is because of a lack of moment to moment dependence on the Holy Spirit. If I'm being completely honest and transparent with you. In Galatians, it tells us to be led by the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives is what it says in the New Living Translation in Galatians 5, 16. 
But how can we let him guide our lives if we don't truly fully understand him and we're not dependent on him? This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Now, let me tell you in this same light, let me tell you the part of the book that had me sending screenshots out, okay? I'm actually read it to you. In this section, he's talking about just the importance of being desperate for God, desperate for the Holy Spirit. So this man said, because this was good to me, dependence and surrender go hand in hand. We can't fully submit our wills to the Lord unless we are thoroughly convinced that there's nothing we can do. We are in an utterly hopeless situation. As long as we see a way out, we will generally opt for it. In water safety courses, a cardinal rule is never swim out to a drowning man and try to help him as long as he's thrashing about. To do so is extremely perilous. As long as a drowning man thinks that he can help himself, he will act in a manner that endangers anyone who tries to assist him. His tendency is to grab the one trying to aid him and push the rescuer under as he propels himself up for air. Ultimately, this turns into a struggle that jeopardizes the lives of both the victim and the rescuer. The current procedure is to just stay far enough away so that the drowning victim can't grab you. Then you wait. When he finally gives up, you make your move. At that point, the one drowning is pliable. He won't work against you. He will let let you help him. The same principle holds true in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Until we give up, we aren't really in a position to be helped. We will work against him rather than with him. Surrender to his will follows the surrender of our own. When we recognize that we can't make it, we are like a drowning man surrendering to the aid of his rescuer. This was so good to me because I'm envisioning it as I'm reading it. Literally somebody drowning, splashing about, like paint this picture. They splashing about in the water and here go the lifeguard. They hop in. Let me go get him. Let me go get him. They're panicking. They're trying to save themselves, catch their breath, get to the top. They're just splashing about everywhere. It is protocol to not even go and interfere because they just want to hurt themselves and the rescuer. How many times have you been in this situation where you feel like God is far? But what the reality is you're so busy trying to save yourself. You don't even realize that your rescuer is right there waiting for you to be desperate enough to recognize him. Like. When I read this, I was just thinking every single time, every life defining, relationship defining moment that I can think of as it relates to how God has come through in my life has always come at a point of desperation, at a point where I say, you know what, God, I have nothing else to give this. You have to do it. And how many things, and and I also thought like, how many things have I delayed How many things have I I worn myself out about? How tired have I been unnecessarily because I'm drowning and padding and trying to do everything on my own versus just waiting for my rescuer? 
And I wrote in my prayer journal to something that I'm just want to continuously ask God is, God, where am I not desperate enough for you? And I want you to do the same thing. God, where have I not been desperate enough? I want you to do some self-evaluation this week. Like, where have I been wailing about trying to play all my cards versus just letting God be God versus tapping in to my helper, to my guide? The Holy Spirit is just such an underutilized asset, like I said. The Holy Spirit does so many things that we don't even recognize or give him credit for. He convicts, he illuminates, he teaches, he guides, he assures, he intercedes, he directs, he warns, and most importantly, he's in us already. We just have to submit to him, surrender to him, be desperate enough to be totally dependent upon him. The book highlights Ephesians 5, 18, which says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it elaborates to say that Paul uses the term fill in tandem with drunk. To drunk means to be drunk means more than to drink. It means more than to fill up. To be drunk is to be under control of alcohol, to surrender one's body, mind, and spirit to its influence. To be filled with the spirit, in this particular case in Ephesians, is to voluntarily put oneself under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Then he quotes another author who says, from the contrasting commands of be not drunk with wine and be filled with the spirit, we would be justified in concluding that the person who was filled with the spirit will be dominated and controlled by the Holy Spirit, even as a drunkard is dominated and controlled by his intoxicating wine. That is Paul's point in Ephesians 5.18. He was calling for total surrender to the gentle yet firm promptings of the Holy Spirit. To be filled in this fashion is to be is similar to being filled with fear or sorrow. When we are filled with fear or sorrow, the emotion takes such prominence in our lives that all other thoughts and feelings are pushed into the background. And something that I thought about as I was reading this and thinking of, you know, the whole concept of being filled by the Holy Spirit, because again, we are already filled with the Holy Spirit, just as they were filled in Acts. There's nothing we have to do in order for that to happen. But there is something we have to do to be filled by the Holy Spirit, and that is surrender. And surrendering is not a decision that we make once. It's a moment by moment decision. Because at any given point in time, we are always being led by something. You may be being led by the money woes that you may be having going on right now because we are this economy is a mess. You may be led by your fear and being afraid to step out and do what God has called you to do. You may be being led by your um, ambition and your desire to make money, to be successful, to build wealth and all of these things. At any given point in time, we are always being led by something. It is important, and it's, again, as I said at the beginning of this episode, one of the biggest aspects of this walk is self-regulation and really paying attention to what are we being led by right now. 
Am I being led by the Holy Spirit or am I being led by my own nature? Am I being led by the Holy Spirit or am I being led by what other people think? Am I being led by the Holy Spirit or am I being led by all of the bad that's going on in the world that's making me anxious and overwhelmed? What are you being led by? This is something that I think about every day since I've been reading this book and I ask God about and I pray about in in the mornings, like God, allow my day to be led by the Holy Spirit and not by anything else. Bring to my attention times where I need to refocus my surrender. Highlight areas of myself that aren't desperate enough for you, where I'm like the man that's drowning, flailing away versus being in such a state of desperation where you can actually come and interfere. And I really wish I had the answers for y'all, the how. Y'all know I I love a how. I don't like to just present theories without practicality, but I'm sharing this revelation in real time. So I'm still figuring out that how. Maybe next week I might have something for you as I go through my week and, and spend my time with God, especially during this challenge with the society where we're praying and fasting every day. I might have something for you next week. Can't make no promises. That's totally up to God. But I did just want to introduce this to you because it was so good to me. It was so good to me. And so I'm going to end things here. Again, the book is called The Spirit-Filled Life by Charles Stanley. I'll put the link in the show notes to my Amazon store and I'll make sure the book is there. I love you guys. If you are not joining the challenge yet, or if you have not joined the challenge yet, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge to join the business meetings with God challenge that we have uh, going on over the next week. And that's it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.